Hello, welcome to another episode of Sim Sunday's podcast. We are on episode number 40. Today, I'm actually by myself with Mr. Dan Suzuki, sim racing streamer, racer, all those good things. And uh, we had a really good conversation just about streaming in general, some off-topic off things as well. But uh, overall, good conversation. He actually got to play Rensport, so see what his thoughts are about the new game. Well, the soon-to-be new game. Closed beta at this point. Enjoy the episode, guys. So, Dan, you, the first interaction I really had with you was kind of interesting for me uh, because I was streaming and I had that head cam on one mm. day and I was trying out iRacing. It was probably one of the first times I've actually played iRacing and you rated me, which thank <laughs> you very much. But that, that was absolutely amazing. And I was like, Dan Suzuki, where have I heard that name? And it turns out that I have watched your streams prior to that. Now, I don't watch streams all the time, but yeah, mm. thank you very much for that. Oh, you're that welcome. Was, <laughs> that's one of those things where, you know, you're a small streamer because I, I basically have no audience because I stream so irregularly. Yeah. And when I looked over, I was like, wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you kind of get in the mode where, you know, when you're a small time streamer like that, you go, wait, now what do I do? This is going to be crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been how, there. Long have, how long have you been streaming actually? Oh, I think four or five, four years, five years, something like that, I think. No. Really? Yeah. You, sir, have what I would call an epic stream setup with the beautiful lights in the background. So all your <laughs> wheels are silhouetted back yeah. there. You, you got a really serious uh, setup going for, you know, that doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like you've been in, in the game for forever because, and I only say that being a small streamer, knowing how long it does take to build an audience yeah. in the world of streaming. So how did you approach streaming when you first started and what was your initial plan i actually didn't really plan to stream regularly to be honest when i started really? i was i was never really a big twitch watcher like my brother always told me of twitch and i was like why would i watch others play games when i can just play them myself <laughs> but uh sure. yeah one day i watched i think it was matt malone and jimmy broadband doing the sebring 12 hour race together on Very twitch nice. um and I thought, okay, iRacing, I should try that again. And then mm -hmm. I got more into Twitch as, as a viewer. And I always noticed that, I don't know, if I compare sim racing streams to like high production streams of other categories, I always thought, how nice can you make a sim racing stream look like? And that's always been like my motivation uh, to like explore all the technical possibilities to make it look as nice as possible with cameras okay. and everything. And that was basically my main motivation to give it a try to see if I can improve this, yeah. this thing. And well, here we are now. <laughs> it looks like you have a pretty serious setup there. Uh, I... I started streaming because I just enjoy learning things. Mm. So I was like, oh, this this seems kind of interesting to to dive into. Yeah. And then the extra bonus on top of that is I'm a real tech nerd. Mm. So I like buying new cameras, buying new equipment, <laughs> buying all the new gadgets yeah. and gadgets. And of course, now I just have a massive amount of things where I'm like, oh, let's try this. Let's try that. Mm. Let's try this. Let's try that. And it's a lot of fun. But yeah, to be one honest, thing that I'm pretty much the same. I just love tech and I love trying yeah. new stuff and exploring everything and yeah i think streaming so, is so, an <laughs> awesome playing ground for that because it involves so many things like tech and camera and and racing obviously if it's sim racing and yeah, yeah it's, 
It's it's cool. <laughs> an extra excuse on top of everything for you to be like, ooh, I need to get this new camera. Ooh, I need to get exactly. this new light. Ooh, I need to get this new wheel, right? Yeah. It's a, it helps you legitimize all the extra purchases. You're like, yeah. well, it'll improve the stream, so I better yeah. do it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing. So you stream normally. Um, what I just saw your in our DM when we were talking about this. You stream what? Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah, exactly. Do you find that streaming video games or streaming whatever you you know decide to? Do you feel like it almost adds a how to say a work aspect to video gaming in a way? Yes and no. I mean, yeah, I'm not a full time creator, so I treat it a little bit more relaxed. So nice. when I don't feel like streaming, I will just find an excuse and don't stream. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, like, I don't I force don't myself. feel like it, whatever. <laughs> uh, exactly. I don't really force myself to really have to do it. So Okay. But I'm still at a point where I'm enjoying it most of the time. You know, sometimes there are, yeah. there are races where you're just going to be like, yeah, it's, it's time to uninstall and play <laughs> PUBG instead. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it certainly... It can take away the joy a little bit, I think. Yeah. Especially if you do it full time. <clears throat> I think it's, I often, like when people ask other streamers that are actually full time creators, what is your yeah. real job? That always kind of makes me a little bit, I don't want to say angry, but I think people don't realize how much work it actually is to have a nice stream and to be consistent. It's it's not like just playing, start streaming and playing games. It's everything around it. It's I just stream three days a week. I do a little bit of YouTube, but I think I spend way more time into this than into my other job. So yeah, it is. Yeah. I actually, I've had the same experience. So <clears throat> I think the the root of that question of what's your real job comes from a lot of people expecting most creators to not be able to make it full time. Yeah. And I say that only true. because a lot of people, they do, you know, turn on a video game and throw in OBS and start streaming. And then when they realize how difficult it actually is mm -hmm. to do that, to make a good stream, to build an audience, to build a community, to do all those extra things, like in their mind, they're like, oh, there's not many people that can do this full time. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of the people are realizing how difficult it is to be full time Twitch or mm -hmm. full time YouTube. And maybe that's where some of the question comes in because they're like, well, if I can't do it, <laughs> this guy probably can't either. I, I want to know what yeah. he does for a living. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. an interesting. Um, when it comes to the video games kind of seeming like a job after a while. That's where I actually ended up stopping streaming altogether. So mm -hmm. I was trying to do the streaming thing full time for a while just because, mm -hmm. well, I mean, who wouldn't want to do streaming full time and make a living doing yeah, it? Right? True. It's, it's in the in the plain eye, it's playing video games for a job. Yeah. And that's cool. That's very cool. Anyone who's a gamer out there is like, yeah, that would be absolutely amazing. But the hard part is, is like, you know, I was I was working my day job. And then I was streaming every single night. Mm. And then I was editing videos up until, you know, midnight or one or two in the morning. Yeah. Next day, I'm worried about release schedules and YouTube timings and all these things. And it just got to a point where I'm like, I can't, I can't enjoy video games, mm. do my day job and all of this extra stuff. It's just impossible for me as a human being. So, so massive respect for, for you for keep on going. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, yeah, 
I always say if if there's at, at some point where I come to to a situation where I'm re where I really think like I have to stream or I'm not enjoying this anymore, I don't think I will force myself to do it. I mean, yeah. obviously, like in four years or whatever, how long I've been streaming now, I don't even know. <laughs> right. There are times where you enjoy it more. There are times where you enjoy it less. But um, of course, it's that even happens in hobbies. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm a video gamer. I also am a cyclist. I also do uh, FPV drones. And there oh. are times where I'll go out on any of these things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not really enjoying myself like I feel like I should. Yeah. It's just it's just a natural human trait to be like, well, this really didn't hit the spot in my fun factor, my fun meter, if you will. Yeah, true. <laughs> so it, it makes a lot of sense. Would you say that you're a single game streamer or yeah. do you switch a lot? No. I mean, for my streaming stuff, it's pretty much 90% iRacing, I would say. And then yeah. the occasional ACC or at the moment, little wrench board or so. But it's yeah. pretty much racing only. I've tried other games on stream to see first of sure. all if i will enjoy it and if people will enjoy it and i quickly found out that i just prefer like when i want to play like a story-based single player game i just like chilling on my own not having to talk yeah. and just like getting involved in the see? game without reading chat and then missing half of it and i just thought so okay, much agreeance on this side yeah. because single player games i'm like i just want to shut up yeah and enjoy exactly yeah. And then when someone types in chat, you're like, just stop. There's a story <laughs> bit going. Like, leave yeah, it alone. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's pretty much only sim racing, to be honest. Sometimes yeah. I do a little bit of uh, designing streams where I make some electronics on stream or so. Yeah. It looks like people have been enjoying that as well. Um, there you but go. It's mostly sim racing. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned... Rensport in there yeah. now i'm dying to play that game i have <laughs> not had the the ability to play it quite yet of course i've been watching as much of it as possible yeah so obviously you probably have some things that you can't share if you're in on it like ndas and things like that but overall opinion of the game do you think it's going to be one of the better titles out there or even maybe unseat iRacing I think it has a lot of potential. I think we also will have to be a little patient because it is quite early in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done a few multiplayer test races, but not a lot. I think it's it's promising. Uh, the physics sure. feel decent to me. I mean, I've never driven a real race car in my life, so I can't really judge <laughs> that. Um, you nailed something about sim racers because on Reddit, in yeah, forums, yeah. everywhere, they're like, this car doesn't feel real, but they've never yeah. actually sat yeah. in a race car ever. Man, like, I've, I've seen your, sim racers music? arguing with Tony Kanan what is more realistic. I mean, come on. <laughs> one real race driver, one sim driver that knows everything better. Uh, it's sometimes a bit, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the F1 Twitter stuff where all, yeah. none of these people have ever sat in an <laughs> F1 car, but they all know yeah, yeah. exactly what Lewis Hamilton should do. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, I've once done a video for, for a YouTube channel comparing ACC and iRacing, and there was one section, physics. And yeah, my point of view yeah. was pretty much, I just prefer what is more fun to me because I can't yeah. I can't tell what is more realistic. How should I how should I like give people my opinion on what is more realistic? That's I, I just I don't know. And it's crazy yeah, I mean, how offended people got 
by me saying that oh, in the yeah. comments. It's like YouTube like, comments. Dude, like, like it's all about realism, but yeah, but how, how should I know? I mean, how should I know? Yeah. Like, I drive, I drive a GMC Terrain in real life. Yeah. I'm not get, like driving in a Porsche. I'm not yeah. going to know what the like, what feels exactly. real. No, but, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, sim racer, sim racers can be sometimes a, a tough audience. <laughs> we'll call them passionate. Yeah, exactly. We'll I mean, we are very we are passionate. All passionate about it. But uh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, it's it's that competitive nature that probably brings us back to sim racing on a repeat. You yeah, know, that's true. We always want to be better than ourselves. We always want to think that all the practice and all the effort that we've put in have made us, you know, smart and authoritative about certain subjects, better on the track than some other people. You know, it's it's just one of those things where we're natural competitors yeah. as a sim racer because I don't think many people are going to be in iRacing that don't want to win. That's I true. Just, yeah. I don't think you're going to pay for a service like that, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to Rensport, though, the difficulty that I see with it being a subscription service that's... I guess it's being compared a little bit to iRacing in the subscription service side, but it's more direct competitor in my eyes with ACC just because of the car classes that you're running in for the most part. But my problem will be iRacing right now. The reason iRacing hooked me is because I wanted to do some rallycross racing. So dirt rally, of course, you can race rallycross in there, but there's just not enough, like just hopping into a lobby and racing 10 races in a day, right? Yeah iRacing hooked me because they had the Rallycross stuff. So I jumped in there and I'm like, well, since I pay for iRacing, I may as well get the benefit of all the other classes. So I've tried Oval. I've tried Dirt Oval. I've, of course, tried Road. And I just like the variety that you have in in that service. Now, it's super expensive. And every single season, I'm like, I have to buy how many more tracks? (laughs) What is going on here? I'm like, when am I finally going to own all of them? (laughs) But Rensport. Do you think it's going to be a service that like takes some of people away from iRacing and they just don't have iRacing? Or do you think it's more of a have them both for different reasons kind of a situation? I personally think it could be a both kind of situation. But I've also seen when we come to sim racing again, people seem to be very glued to one game if that makes sense it's like people arguing all the time about what is the best sim i'm like we have like in sim racing we have like three and a half games or so why we can enjoy them all that is fine you don't have to only play one and i switch between four different games iRacing acc normal ac because mods are amazing and then dirt rally 2.0 those are the four and i love them all equally one day I'll be like, I just don't feel like being in try-hard mode in Dirt Rally because oh. it's like constant constant level 11 control, oh. and I just want to relax. So yeah. I'll, you know, I'll switch over to like a, an ACC and just join a bot race. Yeah, and true. Relax true. And, and, you know, play Wreckfest for a little while and pass people and take them out and have no consequences <laughs> yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, but I think Rennsport will, it will have probably a tough spot to be in because it will launch with gt3 cars i don't know if there are yeah. any plans to have more cars like on the beta i don't think so i mean the current yeah. build just is three or four gt3 cars which is fine because it's the most popular car class and i think that's also what the community voted to be the first yeah, class to yeah. be included and i think it's okay only because it's trying to fill the ultra competitive gap it's not 
It doesn't feel like it's trying to be the everyday racer. It's no. it's trying to be the official events for official race series and you know big things happening with it where you let's say you you unlike i racing the special events and the daily races don't really matter in the mm. end of things yeah that's true but it seems like Rensport is kind of like we want to be the place for gt3 competitive racing yeah also with how they approach it right now with esl like having a yeah esport event before people can even play the game or like everyone can play the game yeah. and yeah <laughs> yeah coming from the guy who gets to play the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know yeah, we'll see when when esl came out i was super excited for the event because any additional events that we can have in sim racing that are what am i trying to say that are taken to that next level you know because i watch call of duty league mm -hmm. i i i've seen league of legends and dota and things yeah. like that and i think the production of it is part of the fun of it Absolutely. like it being yeah. such an uh, official event at such a massive scale is just cool right yeah. and when we have sim racing let's take daytona or le mans those weren't really huge events they were huge events because sim racers know about them and a lot of us watch them yeah. but the production level of that stuff wasn't quite where esl yeah. is is representing and i was That's super cool. excited about that but while watching it for some reason because i watched pretty much all the coverage for some reason i couldn't shake the feeling of being left out in a way of like this is an exclusive thing that I don't have access to. And it felt weird as a sim racer because every single other event, mm -hmm. I could be like, oh, I'm just going to sign up for the event and I'm going to race in the event. Do so you, it did do feel, you feel like that because weird. it's invite only or because you can't play the game yet? You know, I tried to determine that. And I think it's because I can't play the game mm -hmm. yet. I don't think it's a problem, the event being invite only for the professionals, because I think we do need that level, yeah. that cutoff period where it's like, no, these are the invite only teams. If you oh. want to be in this event, you have to get to the point where you're on the team and they send you. Mm. I think that's perfectly fine. It's just like professional football or professional any sport out there, right? Yeah. But I feel like the the overall feeling of left outness was because I couldn't play the game. Mm. I couldn't even try the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they. I think they planned to release it earlier. They did. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm a member of their Discord, and the the announcement post was completely understandable when they said, "Okay, we're going to hold off on the beta for the for the closed beta for general users, mm -hmm. and we're going to focus only on the esports stuff." That was a bummer. Understandable and. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm mm. still kind of mixed because I can one at one conversation I can be like, no, it's a good thing because these esports people they really know what professional esports need in in their environment. And then on another conversation, even the same conversation, I go, I don't know. It's a sim racing game. We're supposed to be able to play these. Yeah, right. I get what you mean. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult. I mean, I obviously, I had the chance to play it. I didn't play it that much because it's just pretty but much practice, when race, not a lot race alone like... on track. You try it out, you're like, cool, and then you go and hop into iRacing and race. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, I get why you might feel like that, to be honest. It feels, it doesn't feel like it's an event 
yeah, I don't know how to, it's how to say it. It's a sim racing of, I think it's a sim racing event, which is super exciting as a sim racer, but it's not a sim racing event for sim racers, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, uh, I think that might probably change in the future. I mean, obviously it's invite only now because there was no game for people to qualify in. So I guess yeah. they just picked a few teams. I mean, I think the choice makes sense. You have a lot of very well-known esport teams, and I think it's also cool to have. I think we have we have four, right? Four big esport teams that are not really known in sim racing, and to see we how they that. approach it. <clears throat> we absolutely yeah. needed that. Even though they took some talent from other teams and stuff like that, we needed. We needed the big names yeah. to jump in on sim racing, not only for, I don't want to say notoriety, but just uh, the recognition that sim racing is a platform that is competitive, that yeah. does matter, you know, because yeah. up until this point, you know, we had our, we had our big teams that sim racers knew as big teams, but we didn't really have gaming teams. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have that, that notoriety within the gaming space. And I think that's very important. Yeah, I think I they did a good job there mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm just excited to have another game out there. Yeah. It's, I think it would be, be beneficial if they did kind of like a call of duty league thing. So if you go to a call of duty tournament, the three days prior, or even the day of during the day, you can actually compete with your own team Okay, in the event. So it's, it's not televised. It's not put on on streams or anything but if you go oh. you bring your team and then you do brackets and you get you get up to certain levels mm -hmm. and you can win the you know the championships the public stuff but in the end of the day and then at the last day it's all about the professional teams and the professional teams are competing there so oh. it's a little bit more inclusive that way and i i could see sim racing go that route oh absolutely as well. oh. so like sim racing expo is a is a prime example of how they could how they could manage that you could go go to the fanatech booth and you could qualify with uh -huh. your team and have that little you know within the expo championship but and then we have the professional trophy and the professional teams and stuff i think that would be a very good way to go about it yep absolutely i agree i, I like that did you go to sim racing expo 22 yep i've been there all did i all the days <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm we were I'm, there as well i'm with gsi so i it's pretty much my job oh, to be there <laughs> gsi they're I've I've seen you sharing stuff on yeah. Twitter, and I'm so jealous. I want their GT wheel, but I just I can't <laughs> I can't drop that kind of money yeah, on, on a wheel. It's not I just, cheap. Uh, that's true. But in you know, just like my tech geek nerd self, I'm like, but if I got it, it'd be like the best wheel <laughs> I have, and like trying to uh, trying to combat the the investment phobia with uh, the overall like oh but it's a really cool piece of you know how it is yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it is high-end gear it's not cheap i think it's worth the money i think also compared to the competition the price is fair for what you get yeah um but yeah i totally get it i mean i remember when i bought my my logitech g27 and had like buyer's remorse for three weeks because who spends like 250 bucks on, on gaming peripherals right and now <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, the wall over there yeah. is a little bit, but it's it's interesting how sim racing is. I think most people start with like a Thrustmaster or a, a Logitech yeah. G series something, right? I started with a G twenty five, 
and just, I've kept getting the new G series yeah. for a while. And then like Fanatech was the ultimate, like, Ooh, if I can get Fanatech, mm. that, uh, I'm done. I remember now I time. have Fanatech. I've replaced the, <laughs> I've replaced the pedals with Husenfeld no. already. Like, and I'm slowly just getting more and more expensive. <laughs> it feels like it there's goes. no end. Huh? <laughs> there is no end whatsoever. It's so right. Crazy. It's just such a gateway thing because <clears throat> you know, you're like, Oh, I'll just get that. I'll get the entry level wheel and I'll be perfectly happy. Yeah. And then the more you learn about it, the more you see other things, you just, you, more knowledge helps, but it's, it's just, I don't uh, know. It's sim racing is like a drug. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, when There's I just started, something about it. I mean, if you really want to call it sim racing, I was like, I don't know, 10 years old or so with a joystick. <laughs> and the problem was sim racing quite yet, yeah. but it, you know, it got you into racing yeah. for sure. It was a uh, yeah. Pri too, micro pros. Nice. Uh, that was, that was good fun. But the joystick had the problem. It was like round. And if you went to the front, you could go full throttle. But the moment you turn to the you, left, yeah, it, you couldn't go full it throttle. It decreases <laughs> the, the throttle. That was uh, yeah. amazing. So uh, then I had to do like uh, use buttons on the keyboard to accelerate in the corners when oh, you man. still had to turn. <laughs> Crazy workarounds. And yeah, but I remember buying the first, the first wheel. That was also a Logitech. Oh God, I don't even know the name. It was yellow and it had no force feedback. Right. Uh, but... Have you ever booted up your, your wheel, not paid attention, got into a race and like the force feedback isn't activated or something? You're like, what in the world is happening here? Uh, yeah, sure. Or the classic, yeah. the wheel is rotated 360 degrees, so you have it straight in your hands, oh. and then you yeah, start and you... and you drive right next into the wall, and you're like, oh. you're like, well, oh, that was that's a shame. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Great start to that race, right? Yep. Oh man, mm. my first game that I can remember uh, racing in vividly, I think I, I raced in some like Sega Genesis stuff and mm. Nintendo like RC Pro M and stuff, but the the first real game that I would say got me into sim racing was Need for Speed number one, the uh -huh. very first one on PC back in the day. And, you know, keyboard only and everything. And, and with the cheat code, so you, you could drive as a tree trunk and stuff like that, right? <laughs> you, that game, there was a mod in it on one of the levels. It, the level had a super long straight mm. and you could mod a car that could go like 300 miles an hour. And then you could mod the track so that just randomly in the middle of this straight was this massive jump. Okay. And I just remember just <laughs> running that level and trying to get farther and farther and mm. farther and farther and see how far I could get just for hours and hours yeah. and hours. And then, you know, it just progressed from there where I, I did race with a controller for a very long time. Mm. <clears throat> and then the G25 was my first wheel that I, that I committed to. And back in those days, it was nice because uh, I created just out of, you know, that particle board that you get from like a, just any store where you can buy building materials mm -hmm. i built my own rig and all the crazy stuff i went to mm -hmm. we have this place called pick and pull which is basically a car junkyard okay. in our area and so it's a bunch of car crashes that you know the insurance companies wrote off and and paid the mm -hmm. the settlements on or whatever you can go there and you can take whatever you want out of these cars and just pay for it okay so <laughs> i actually i went there and got a car seat from like a, a mazda and I put it on my mm. rig. So I had a real car seat on my cool. rig and everything. I thought I was the best. I was like, this is the yeah. best. I'll never need anything better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm. Amazing times. And now, you know, now I have my eyes on like D-Box stuff just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. 
same <laughs> yeah but yeah. i always make um, the excuse that i can't buy it because it's too not too noisy for streaming and uh, oh, that, that, that works till now <laughs> it'll work for a little while yeah. and then all of a sudden dbox <laughs> would be like silent silent actuators uh, for streamers and you're like great thanks yeah. thanks for that <laughs> i mean the the gen 5 actually are not very audible to be honest really yeah it's it's i tried it at the expo it's fine but, nice uh, yeah Still yeah, D-Box stuff would be, so I don't really, I don't feel like I'd want it so much in like just a normal iRacing Mazda or a Clio or something like that, mm. but I really feel like it would be awesome in Dirt Rally, just oh, bouncing yeah. around and everything yeah. in there. I think that would be very cool. Yeah. I had a seat mover on my rig for quite some time. Oh, did uh, you? That was also very cool, even though first I thought, I mean, when only the seat moves, I thought that must feel weird because... Yeah, so the, your hands aren't moving, but you're exactly you are. But actually, right. it feels really. It felt almost more natural to me, really, in the braking uh, zones, for example, because you got pushed towards the steering wheel. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. I was surprised about that. In the end, I you did remove what? it because it was a bit too loud. But um, that's it interesting. Felt very nice. Yeah. If you, I guess from what you're saying, like when you brake and you get closer to the steering, steering wheel, it would almost feel like it's simulating G's yeah. a little bit more yeah. because like G's would physically move you. So in yeah. a car, you, your steering wheel does move yeah. away from you. Yeah. Huh. I mean, in the I end, in a race car, you probably won't move because of the belts, but yeah. still it kind of made sense how it felt. Right. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to try some more of those things at Sim Racing Expo. I tried the Vizar the Vizarro stuff, mm. you know, the crazy yeah. hydraulic <laughs> suspended stuff, of course. Yeah. But those are a little bit out of my uh, casual price range, being like a hundred k and stuff like that. Easy. But very cool. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just take it out of my wallet. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, with everything I have tried with motion, I think it's a little less is more. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, the crazy throws you through the air stuff it feels impressive but i always thought the more subtle things like d-box for example feels more realistic okay uh, that makes sense i mean you're not you're not in a fighter jet at yeah. the end of it you know you're in a car that's you know on the road the suspension yeah travels a little bit but yeah. generally speaking you're not gonna like turn 45 degrees to your side or something crazy yeah that, that, mm. that does make sense i've seen those ones on like tiktok where they're like literally suspended <laughs> but it is a flight simulator and the flight sim yeah. can literally turn them and do crazy yeah. stuff I'm, I'm like wow <laughs> some of these people how do they have this amount of money to just <laughs> whatever throw it out <laughs> yeah i mean well no <laughs> my new thing since I can't really get into the D-Box stuff, because my, my rig's actually mounted to this desk that I'm sitting at. It's a really good desk-mounted rig, but I've started in VR mm. as of last week. I bought an HP Reverb G2, mm. and I'm in love with that thing. Yeah, it's unbeatable it in terms so of much. immersion, right? It's, it's... So I raced for three straight days in VR, you know, trying to get it configured and everything mm. like that. And now that I'm satisfied with all the configurations and the resolutions and everything like that in games, I went back to my triples because I'm like, yeah, let's just see. I've been racing in VR for a couple of days now. Mm. Let's see triples. So I went over to triples. Didn't even take me 15 minutes to go. I'm just not liking this as much anymore. Mm. And that's really annoying because... <laughs> 
you're in the car in VR. You're yeah. literally in the car. Yeah. So like, you know, you get into the Mazda and you turn yourself like this and you can see the back yeah. and you can see all the stuff and you're just like, this is so much fun. And yeah. like the mirror situation where, you know, you have the virtual mirror on your triples, yeah. which is fine. But you actually physically look at all three mirrors to check your, your blind mm. spots and stuff. Or if you can't see them in your blind spot, you literally look at the car. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's unmatched in terms of emotion. I remember getting... I love it. What was it? Oculus Death Kit 1 or something? Like one of the very, very early VR uh, headsets with yeah. a crazy bad resolution. Like you could barely yeah. see the track. You, you didn't know is it the left-hand corner, right-hand corner coming up? No clue. <laughs> but it's just like you sit in the car and then you, you look around and it's like, wow, it's Live for Speed. I think it was the first game that I tried uh, okay. with a VR, but I love it. Um, obviously, for streaming, it's not ideal. A little rough. Um, yeah. Too hot for me. <laughs> and so, with the Reverb G2, I did get a replacement like faceplate thing mm -hmm. that has little vents on the top and the bottom. That mm -hmm. does help, but it does get hot in there once in a while. Um, mm -hmm. And I was thinking about there's like these little teeny like watch battery fans mm -hmm. that you can get, and then you could just put them like and point them onto the little vents in there. I might try something well, like that. It, it does get a little warm. But it's but, immersive. Uh, Real race cars, it's, it's warm as well. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a helmet on. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I tried yeah. VR racing the first time in my Oculus Quest 1, and it just it wasn't quite there because it would skip and, and the frame rate wasn't very good. Oh. The immersion was there, but it was just frustrating because it was skipping and like dropping frames yeah. and stuff, and you just can't have that. With the Reverb G2, though, perfectly smooth at 90 frames, and it just, it's yeah. a completely different sim racing experience, yeah. 100%. If you're into flight simulations, you need to try that in VR. That's also amazing. So That's crazy. It's funny you say that, because there's sometimes iRacing when you're in, like, the lobby or whatever, or just looking at the menus. Mm -hmm. It does that camera switching, where it automatically yeah. switches to different cameras. And, and at one point... It went to the blimp camera, and I was in VR, and I was like, oh, man, I need a flight simulator. This is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, you know, from from my perspectives, because I do fly those FPV drones, which do have the goggles, mm -hmm. and you're flying through the air. So I I feel like it would be a very good good thing for me to get. And so this FPV I'm try stuff some flight sims. is also something I want to try. I've been, I've been uh, training on the simulator, but I haven't built okay. one yet. Uh, but okay. Um, I didn't go for the built stuff. I went and just pre-bought. I get Gep RC when I buy stuff. Okay. And I got the Mark V, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And also um, the Cine, Cinemark th or Cinebot 30. I can't remember what the one, mm. the other one is, but uh, I enjoy them a lot. Get digital. When you go yeah. goggles, get yeah. digital. I went with the DGA, DJI digital system. Mm my buddy went with just one of the analog systems mm. and I've tried that one and it's just not <laughs> a good experience. Yeah, I've it's just like watching seen, old school TV. Uh, like, eh. mm. So all the recommendation for me would be get, <clears throat> get a pre-made because you'll learn how to build it when you break it because you will break it. Yeah. But you won't have that like that big learning gap where you can't even fly mm. where, where you're, you can, maybe you can't even get it off the ground. So you'll be able to get the, mm. get the, the drone, bind them to your goggles and fly. Because mm. that's what you want to do. You, that's it's like, true. Yep. Yeah, tinkering is fun, but you'll learn tinkering later. Mm. I, I fully believe that if you want to get in the air, buy pre-made, 
get mm. the system and just get up in the air and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. And I need to finally do it. Uh, I've been really practicing on the simulator. And also like that made me think, how cool would it be if iRacing or ACC or something had a FPV mod where you could fly yes. oh, like for, so, for camera, like as yeah, a I was spectator. Watching Rensport. I would, yeah. If you go back into my tweet history, I literally go, Rensport, yeah. please <laughs> let me connect my drone <laughs> controller and do the yeah. camera. Because imagine just a chase cam yeah. with an FPV yeah. drone oh, so as cool. part of the camera system. And you never have to worry about interrupting the cars because it just it's not even there. It's really. true. Huh? There's a mod for GTA 5, I think. There is. I've tried it. It's, it's so much fun. Just as cool yeah. as you think it would yeah. be. It's just as cool. It's so much fun to fly around mm. in in that city. Oh man! And it could improve the the sim racing broadcasts quite a bit because I think drone footage yeah. looks so amazing, and there's no risk in virtual motorsports. So. Literally no risk. You could yeah. you could have anybody flying that thing, or yeah. even autopilot flying it, and just do a couple of interesting like swoops and whoops and yeah. stuff like that. That would be. <laughs> so much fun i would Absolutely. definitely get in yeah. on that for <laughs> sure because <laughs> in which simulator do you run with uh if you run if you run oh. liftoff on steam i do have liftoff <clears throat> but i I, th i have two but which one did i if you run liftoff on steam there's a there's a level where you can turn on race cars uh -huh. and you can practice chasing the race cars around the racetrack it's so much fun mm. oh yeah liftoff <laughs> That's a, that's a good five one. hours of playtime. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> you know what's kind of interesting? Uh, we'll get off the subject of FPV drones here in a moment <laughs> since it's a sim racing podcast, but I find flying real drones easier than flying in the simulator. Oh, really? Okay. I do. It's, it's, I don't know if it's just there's that sense of fear of breaking your own drone, so maybe you fly differently, but in, in the sim, I crash way more than okay. I do in real life. Yeah, I guess. Which is good. It's time to I'm finally buy a drone and, and just try it out. Yeah, I mean, they're a little pricey, but, you know, if you're ever looking for a recommendation, just send me a DM and I can give you a couple different cool. recommends Sounds on good. that one. For sure. That would be cool. I enjoy it a lot. But <clears throat> back to sim racing. So iRacing is kind of your go-to sim yeah. racing game. Is there something specific about iRacing that keeps you going back again and again? Uh, the var variety of cars? And the fact that Same I can just like, I don't have to think about it. I can just start playing the game and there's always something to race at. Yeah. So I, I love league racing. As mm. Obviously we're grid finder. We, that's kind of our thing, yeah. but there's something to be said about, you know, there are times where I'm just like, you know what? I want to race a couple, like at lunch during the yeah. workday, I'll be like, you know what? I want to throw a couple races together within 15 minutes. I'm on the track. Yeah, true. It's, it's amazing yeah you can get on the track in acc and also ac as well but i feel like the standard of racing on iRacing is way different than on those games even though they're simulators if you join just a general lobby i just don't feel like the racecraft is quite mm. there in the other ones yeah that's true i think if you have matched make races it can be okay especially when there's also report sure. systems um, I mean, iRacing isn't perfect. No, but, but oh, by no means. I, I always say like there might be a better sim out there. There might be a game with better graphics and sound, but it's kind of like iRacing feels like home. I always say it's, I can't really describe what it is, but whenever yeah. I play iRacing, it's just like fun and easy. Well, and well, the physics models, the tire models, you get, you do get used to it. Like in AC, yeah. 
in ACC. I just, I don't know how to manage my tires as well as mm -hmm. I do in iRacing. I just don't. No. And when it comes to just iRacing, the feel of like a Mazda. So if I get mm -hmm. in a Mazda MX-5 in ACC or in AC versus iRacing, they feel like two completely different cars. They mm -hmm. shift differently. The revs are different. No. Just they're, they're not the same car. In iRacing, it's my favorite car to race. Mm -hmm. In AC, it's probably one of my least favorite cars <laughs> to race. <laughs> so it, I understand that it feels like home yeah. a lot because I'm the same way. Uh, I got super frustrated last night. <clears throat> I was playing a track I never raced on before because I, you know, because there's plenty of them. Mm -hmm. So I get on the track. I have five minutes to try to learn the track. And I'm like, <laughs> this is probably a terrible idea. <laughs> so I get on the track and, you know, I'm I'm just... I'm like in a rush to try to learn it. I'm hitting the grass and everything. And then I got so angry with iRacing and it's grass. Oh yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know if you can call it grass because it's, 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 it has no stopping power whatsoever. On Did grass. you see the finish of the Sebring 12 hour race? <laughs> I didn't see it, but I, I've seen some posts on Twitter. And it reminded <laughs> me a lot of iRacing grass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously I don't know if it's realistic, but it can be frustrating. Yeah. Well, so I've driven on grass before in yeah. real life, and I'm like, I can stop, and I can go. Like this, yeah. this isn't like this weird substance that just has no friction. Because mm. so last night I I hit the grass in the Mazda, just one tire, one yeah. single tire, <laughs> and it just threw my car around. I'm like, okay, whatever, it's i racing grass. But I I was braking, and I just slid for like. 400 yards into the wall i'm like i didn't even slow down a little bit mm. like i just went full-on speed into the wall and i'm like why is i racing grass like this why <laughs> yeah so i don't irritating. know i also don't know even even if it is realistic do we need it no i don't think so no. but uh, yeah it is what it well, is so if you hit the grass in like acc or something it it feels realistic you lose some grip you can't really you can't accelerate very well. Mm. You lose a little bit of turning power and stuff, but you don't just like get thrown off into space. Yeah, that is true. It's, it's, and I thought about that a little bit when I was super frustrated because I, I ended up backing out of the race and I'm like, I'm going to end up ruining someone else's mm. race. I'll just, I'll learn the track later. So I back out and I start to think about it, you know, after I've gotten over my WTF, <laughs> iRacing Grass is ridiculous <laughs> mode. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, it, it does add a certain amount of don't touch the grass, which is probably mm. good. So in ACC, there's no, like, I have no fear over the grass. Mm. If I hit the grass, I'm like, whatever, just keep on rolling. No. Just get out of it. If you hit the grass in iRacing, it's like the worst. It's like falling off Rainbow Road in Mario Kart, <laughs> just <laughs> gone. You're dead. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but try when you ever, when you come close to the grass, if you have a clutch on your rig, try going mm -hmm. on clutch. That helps a lot. Definitely okay. go off throttle. Um, that can oh, help yeah. in some situations, not in all of them, but uh, yeah. I know the, it, the grass of death on iRacing, especially in the braking zones, you just look at it and you're like a little yep. close to it <laughs> and you're gone. But there, it's weird because I feel like, so I've saved a handful of in the grass. So it's really inconsistent. So there are times where you can, you can save yourself and line yourself back up with the track and get back on, on route. Yeah, it takes you and you get a penalty or whatever, but you're you're not dead. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, if you touch the brakes, 
and you break traction with your wheels and they start sliding, they never regain mm. ever. It's like maximum slide as no friction as possible. Uh, so I, I've come to the conclusion that if you touch the grass, don't touch the brake because mm -hmm. you don't want to lock your tires. Yeah, that's true. It's always it's leads to thing. funny situations at Daytona in the infield, you know. That fast yeah. left-hander, when you go too wide, okay, that doesn't work. Maybe some net coat and one car gets sent into the grass. Then you go cr straight across the grass and then you rejoin the track and that's always the big wrecks and... Yeah, I always like lap one Daytona. You always have to watch the grass on the right side to see is there some car incoming. Yeah, because is there it someone so often? That's crazy. Oh. Uh, you know what's? I know we just got done talking about VR, but one of the things that is more interesting in VR to me is crashes, mm. crashes and swerving in and out of like trying to keep yourself alive. Yeah. So if a crash happens in front of you in a screen, you're like, okay, get out of this. But if it's in VR, there's cars flying by <laughs> you and you're like, oh no. You're like dodging. It's like a Michael Bay film. Mm -hmm. Everything's in slow motion flying around you. Yeah. It's so crazy. I think everybody should at least experience VR once. It's I agree. It's such a game changer for immersion. Uh some people like it, some people don't. I think VR is amazing. I don't know if I would be using triples if I wasn't streaming. Um Yeah. But yeah, VR is so I went with a triple setup because I also use it for work. So having mm. three monitors for work is cool as well. But I went, I initially went with it because I tried Oculus and it was low resolution, didn't perform very well. And I was just like, nah, not my thing, I guess. Mm. But yeah, if you're going to try VR, I would always recommend trying a head, trying on a system that runs it smooth, mm. number one. And trying on a headset that actually does have some good resolution. Yeah, uh, The headsets are getting better and better now, yeah. but the Reverb G2 really did change VR for me. Yeah, that's what I have here as well. It's yeah, it's really, really good. The new PlayStation VR headset also is really nice. It looks, Unfortunately, it looks really PlayStation, nice. But uh, yeah, I think uh, tech is getting there and also PCs finally get to a point where we can run the necessary frame rates. Yeah, um, well, so... I'm pretty much locked at 90 FPS on the HP, but they have that Pimax one that's 8K. Mm. I'm like, there's no way yeah. my video card, I have a 3080. I'm like, there's no way I, I would get solid frame mm. rates on an 8K display. Yeah. You'd have to get like a 4090 minimum and even then, to be able to run that thing. I don't even think that would run yeah. it smoothly, honestly. I mean, I run a 4090 in my rig and sometimes at the start, for example, Long Beach or so, okay, 40 FPS and you're like... But what the, what what hardware do I need? <laughs> but I think the it's engine so of iRacing is you know you have the CPU with thirty two threads and then you look in your in your um, in your monitor and you see okay one and a half of them are being used amazing yeah 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 and, it's uh, it's definitely iRacing in the engine and just optimization in general because like yeah. certain tracks like Nurburgring or something like that rock solid frame rates yeah but if you go to like VIR tanks your frame rate completely mm. and it, only on portions of the track yeah, like yeah. <laughs> different sections of vir are worse like the home straight is fine but in the back the far far back mm. it's terrible back yeah. there it's 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 definitely the engine without mm. a doubt because like you said you look at your little hardware monitors and you're like what is going on it's using one eighth of my pc <laughs> yeah. to run this game yeah. what is it doing mm. yeah I sometimes so, think iRacing should maybe make like a cut and just start developing with a new engine. But it's always 
easy to say as somebody who has no oh, clue yeah. about it. Uh, well, I guess iRacing knows what they are doing so, mostly. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for a long time, and, and, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's pretty hard to change engines. Mm -hmm. And then Fortnite did it. So, yeah, they were on Unreal Engine, but they went to the newest version of Unreal, mm -hmm. and it completely changed the game. Now, I'm not a Fortnite player, but I can recognize Fortnite's a fun game. A lot of people love it, and it, it does have its visual style that it does very, very well. Yep. <clears throat> When they changed for, to the new Unreal Engine, I, and instantly my mind was like, okay, iRacing, your move. Let's do this. <laughs> let's, go to the, let's go to a new uh, system. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be good, but probably very hard to achieve with the tons of content they have. I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's not like they chose the engine in 2000-whatever, and it... it yeah. They obviously continue to develop it and everything. But yeah, it can be frustrating sometimes to see the performance on newest hardware and you're like, Pff. Yeah, okay. we, <laughs> you know, I, I have a 5900X, 64 gigs of RAM, and a 3080. That's mm. a good machine. Yeah. Now, it's not the top that, that it was when I bought it, but that's just PC buying and that's frustrating. But yeah. when I get into a game and I'm like, why am I getting under 100 FPS on this rig? What is happening? why mm -hmm. you know it's just one of those frustrating moments and yeah. you constantly have to update but even like you said you could get a 4090 and it's not going to fix the problem because the engine is the root cause yeah. of the frame rate issues yeah. i wonder i wonder what will happen when iRacing introduces rain if it ever comes i wonder if i wonder if the problem is frame rates on miscellaneous tracks mm -hmm. because yeah sure I'm sure on, on a couple of them, it runs really nicely, right? Yeah. Maybe Spa or something like that runs fine. But you get it into like a VIR or you get it into some of the problematic tracks and all of a sudden <laughs> Think it, of Long it's Beach 15 frames. At night with all the lights <laughs> yeah. and rain with all the reflections. No way. You have to probably no like go from frames to seconds to seconds per frame or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and so I worry about the rain Because the grass situation is so bad. <laughs> no, nah, I think, I think it will be fine. I you think... know what's weird, though? Grass is so terrible, right? Until you go into rallycross. Mm. If you race in a rallycross race and you hit the grass, it's just like the dirt on the road. Mm. It doesn't change. So it's definitely something in the engine that is telling it, oh, it's a road, and then it's grass. Yeah, Throw probably a tire parameters <clears throat> or something, I would, I would yeah. assume, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited for iRacing to put some more stuff out, but one of the major things that I wish they would do is update my tires throughout the race and not only in the pits. Yeah, I don't that, know why they're not doing that. I don't know how they're not doing that because that's, you just have to hope and guess. And yeah. you listen to your tires and you start to get good at understanding no. where your tires are based on listening. But we have, iRacing has the display piece for it to tell you what your tires are sitting at. Mm. But it just doesn't update until you're <laughs> in the pits. It drives me insane. Uh, and then uh, if you have like Race Labs or, you know, one of the many, many apps out there that Stim Hub, Race Labs, I think Keps or Caps or something uh, is another one. If you have any of those, it's useless to have the tire stuff because it only updates once in a while. Yep, that's true. Uh, it's kind of weird. <clears throat> yeah. So what's uh what's on the horizon for you for sim racing? You have anything big going on? 
No. <laughs> I don't think so. Other than the fact that you get to play red sport and we don't. <laughs> no, at the moment. In terms of sim yeah. racing, no. I'm getting to drive a F4 car in real life in two weeks. That will really? be exciting. Yeah. That's going to be uh, amazing. I'm assuming you're going to do a YouTube video yeah, on that and, yeah, yeah. and all that Definitely. stuff. When do you get to do that? When? Oh, yeah, when? Uh, end of the month. Oh, wow. So okay. end of March. That's really exciting. Yeah, Nürburgring. Let's see. Never. I mean, oh, the, the... I love that track, too. Oh, that's, yeah. that's in my top five tracks, <laughs> without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, not, I'm, I'm not really... the not the whole just the GP version. Mm. You know, yeah. that one is my favorite. That's kind of my go-to test track on any racing game. Mm. I will find a Porsche mm. on Nurburgring, <laughs> and that'll be like my my benchmark yeah. for if if the game feels nice, if I like the graphics, you know, etc. Mm. Just all the ah. different things. It's always my test track. It's kind <laughs> of interesting. Yeah, oh. very interesting. I've never like, driven a race car, so. I mean, I've driven a race card once. That was freaking scary. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be an absolute amazing opportunity. Mm. How did you come across that opportunity? Uh, actually, I met the guys who have the cars at the Sim Racing Expo. Oh. And then oh, we, okay. we talked a bit. And then a few weeks ago, he sent me a message. Hey, nice. Dan, end of March, do you have time? And I was like, yeah, of course. Let's do it <laughs> for that. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> of course I have time for that. Uh, I will make time yeah, for that. Exactly. Absolutely. That's amazing. So <clears throat> when it comes to Rensport, how can people get, get in there? How did you get in there? Can, is there something I can do? Some strings I you can pull somewhere? You can start streaming, <laughs> get an audience and wait. Uh, <laughs> ask you. Okay, yeah. so I got to do the hard stuff. Okay. <laughs> exactly. No, I guess, I guess the beta is very <laughs> close. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... the current build feels fine to me. The multiplayer looked good on ESL. I mean, it's only like, how many cars do they have there? 12 or something. Yeah. Uh, I think we are getting close to the, the close beta, but I guess Very a lot nice. of people will get in there. And yeah. I hope, I just, I want close racing to be something that is normal again. In iRacing, I'm so afraid to like mm. get really close to someone especially like on their rear quarter panel, like behind them, I'm okay. Cause like uh, if we, if I tap the back bumper and nudge them a little bit, okay, that's not normally going to throw them out. Uh, but if we're racing and I'm barely inching up right next to their quarter panel, I'm like, it could be net code. And all of a sudden one of us are thrown into a wall. Yeah. So I just, I want it to be to the point where like close racing is, is comfortable again. Mm. You know, that, that will be very cool. Uh, yeah, it's always netcode, you never know. Even though I have to say I prefer the iRacing version where sometimes you get the ghost contacts compared to ACC where the cars then will start warping around and oh, sometimes yeah. so hard to follow on a straight because you never know where they're going to warp uh, next. <clears throat> yeah, but, so yeah. The, it, it does make me laugh every single time iRacing does that like car bounce when there's network lag <laughs> I, where it just like, I always to the ground always when I see up. that I'm like who thought it's a good idea somebody loses connection quickly let's have the car fly around like let's just literally like, why just gets tossed <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's so hilarious to uh, see that and then you know if you're the person right behind them you're like yeah I'm just gonna back off a bit no idea where they are uh -huh. but yeah iRacing the ghost contact is 
I guess we live in the world of video games. We're going to have netcode. We're going to have lag. We're going to have yeah. these things. It's Obviously. never going to be perfect, no matter what the yeah. game developers do. Yeah, so, and if you think yeah. about even a good latency of, let's say, 40, 50 milliseconds, if you calculate that time into distance traveled at a certain speed, it's it's just not possible without any... You always have to predict, and it can always be wrong. And I think iRacing overall yeah. is probably doing the best job there i think you know i'm always surprised you know because you can on the leaderboards you can see the uh, approximate locations of people yeah. i'm always surprised how i'm racing with people around the entire globe that's true and yeah. generally speaking everything's going okay yeah. because there are times when i'm playing like call of duty or something and you're you're with people that are down the street from you and you have lag and you're like yeah. what what is going on here <laughs> that's <laughs> why true. is this happening Wow. So it is impressive, and I, I do agree with you where it's iRacing does a very good job of that. Maybe that's part of it a little bit, you know, how we how we just we feel like iRacing is home because there, yeah. there are certain frustrations that we have to deal with in the world of sim racing, and iRacing is the ones that we've chosen to be like, okay, I'm okay with these. <laughs> that's true. <Yeah. laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, well, do you have any, do you do community races or anything like that? Uh, I do, but typically only week 13, like when uh, uh, racing when doesn't have anything doesn't to race, yeah. uh, because otherwise it's hard to find people, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I stream it's... rather early European time. I mean, it's like uh, 1 to 5 p.m. or something. Most people yeah. at work um, can be hard to find people that, if if they have time to race, they probably rather race official than uh hop into a community yeah, race yeah, yeah. but week 13 is always a lot of fun i mean it's always cool like especially what is uh, laguna seca ignore all track limits and just like have fun with a rallycross <laughs> car it. or something it's uh, <laughs> always good fun oh that's nice yeah i my, my problem is is that sim racing is popular in the united states but for the for a lot of the leagues it's nascar stuff mm. nascar trucks ovals a lot of that mm. and, and that's not really my thing so a lot of the GT3, GT4 rallycross stuff that I want to race in is actually overseas. Mm -hmm. So in your neck of the woods. And when they're doing their leagues, it's in the middle of my workday. Yeah. You know, so I can't really participate there. That's why iRacing is a little bit better for me as well. Mm -hmm. It's just because I can race whenever I want, mm -hmm. as much yeah, as I want absolutely. or as little as I want. So it's mm -hmm. really nice to just jump in, go for it. Even though fun. I have to say, sometimes I miss league racing a little bit because it's just... I mean, I don't do that because it's in the evenings when most people yeah. have time, but I don't race in the evenings. It's uh, it's sure. enough uh, when you're already uh, done the afternoon. Yeah. But it's just a different kind of thrill, I think, when you know well, you, you have, have rivals. And you have one race per week. On iRacing, yeah. you have a bad race. It's like what, no, whatever. The next one. You just do yeah. another one in two hours. And it doesn't really have consequences. You don't really get this championship feeling. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. like, pretty much before I streamed, I did quite a bit of league racing, and that was always, I was way more nervous for that stuff. You want to do good, you have, like, rivals yeah. and stuff. And it's it's it feels less anonymous in a way. You know, it is less anon yeah. anonymous. And I, th I think that's part of the, the draw of league racing, is, yeah. like, having those rivals, having those that fight for points. It's... It's very cool. It, oh. it is. I actually end up commentating more on league racing than mm. I do racing in league racing. Mm. And it's it's really cool to see like the chitter chatter between the racers 
after the race and before the race and stuff. And it's, no. you know, it's, it's real racing. So it's, it's no different than like if you were at a, at a track talking to the next person that's, you know, behind you yeah. in quali or something like that, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. It's pretty cool. Well, absolutely. I, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. Well, Dan, uh, we're at about an hour now. So we try to, you know, respect people's time on the podcast <laughs> and, and make sure, do you have anything that you want to share with our listeners slash viewers before we sign off for this episode? Um, always have Dan Suzuki is you on Twitch, just nice and simple, your name, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I think what I always say to people is have fun in sim racing. Yeah. Don't try it too hard in the end. It should be about fun if you don't enjoy it. Find something else to race. And yeah. Nice, nice. Well, uh, you stream Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, okay. normally around 12 to 1600 GMT. So yeah, if exactly. any of you listeners want to go check out Dan's stream, go ahead and go to, go to his stream on Twitch uh, or your YouTube channel also. Exactly. There's that available. If you so, want to watch some reviews or something. <laughs> you, yeah if you're not if you're listening on podcast services go check out his wall of steering wheels back there it is impressive <laughs> there is a lot yeah. of them back there i'll give you my address so you know if you if you run out of room you could just start sending them all to right my house okay, instead okay, okay. you know about this one here <laughs> that one would be perfect this is you know, in whatever. fact this is the only gsi hyper in the world right now <laughs> what yes definitely send it over the first Good prototype <laughs> nice that's amazing yeah. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I appreciate you being here, Dan. Thank you. Truly amazing conversation with Dan. We always appreciate people hanging out with us. It's very interesting to hear that he actually is a little bit interested in FPV drone flying since that's something in my little world on my hobby list that I do as well. I'm super excited about Rensport. You know, it's, it's interesting because I really do think that it's ultimately not going to be an iRacing replacement. It's more going to be a... a competitive version of like ACC, even though you can get into competitive in ACC, I think it's going to be like an official sim racing competitive game, but you know, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Sim Sundays, episode number 40. We'd like to thank, of course, our episode sponsor, Track Racer. So if you're looking to upgrade your rig, change it out, do whatever, go ahead and go to trackracer.com. That is track without a C or just Google Track Racer. Super easy. We also, obviously, Grid Finder is a sponsor here. If you're looking to join a league, need to find something to race on Wednesday, Tuesday, whenever it may be that you're available, go ahead and go to gridfinder.com and search over 2,000. I think we're actually over 3,000 leagues at this point for any sim that you want to race. Also, if you're a league owner and you need to recruit some drivers, go ahead and list your league out on gridfinder.com. We are doing massive, massive upgrades constantly with our league management system. So get your league on there early maybe be selected for a testing role within grid finder and get those new features before everyone else we appreciate it we will see you for the next episode episode number 41 next week bye